Welcome to Brain Wellness, the podcast. I'm your host, Mandy MP. Each episode will bring you a new topic or interview related to brain health and wellness as part of my mission to help you on the path to a healthier, happier brain. So let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Brain Wellness, the podcast. My guest today is Mr. Seth Miller. Seth served for 21 years in the United States Air Force, rose to the rank of Master Sergeant, and left his mark as a leader on all those around him. But it's after leaving the military that he really found success. Seth Seth has become a nationally recognized speaker and author, inspiring people from all walks of life to take accountability for their actions and apply the black-collar mindset in both personal and professional settings. His two podcasts reach audiences of over 20,000 listeners each week, allowing even more people access to Seth's words of wisdom. When he isn't working or spending time with family, you can find Seth volunteering at local schools, community events, and veteran organizations. Seth Miller is a true example of how dedication to service can bring about monumental change, both in oneself and the world around them. Thank you, Seth, for being here, and thank you for your years of service to our country. That's amazing. No problem. Thank you, and thank you for uh, giving me the opportunity to be on. Absolutely. So I always start out, my first question is always, what is, um, what's your background? Where'd you come from? Why does brain health interest you? Absolutely. So my background, I'm originally from Detroit, Michigan. Okay. And um, I had the unfortunate yet fortunate uh, opportunity to be surrounded by individuals that thought a certain way. However, at a young age, I did not know who I was. So I followed individuals thinking that they knew who they were and I will be able to find myself. Obviously, that's not the truth. (laughs) And then so by having mentors and great family members saw what I was doing and helped me to pivot. And part of that pivot is the mindset. But it's, it's more than just internal. Your external has to be conducive to your mindset to in order for it to grow. So in a roundabout way, that was the beginning (laughs) of my shift. Yeah, very good. And uh, what got you into the military initially? What, did you have a military family or was it just inspiration? No, absolutely. No family, right? Okay. Direct family. So it was a couple of cousins, right? Back in the day. However, it was, again, my family members taking me from one situation to a different one, meaning my mm-hmm. school. In high school, I went to a uh, aeronautical vocational school. So we didn't have... Uh, sports teams or, or anything like that. However, it was a a school for uh, drafting, right? Mm-hmm. Cam drafting and learning how to fly airplanes and 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 work on the engine. So they also had an ROTC there, sure. but the ROTC was Air Force ROTC. Okay, and so again, did not like that because I did not. First of all, like the uniforms, they were too tight. <laughs> right? you know, and, and here I am, a teenager. No, I'm not going to walk around looking crazy. <laughs> what happened was a, uh, a an alumni student came back as an Air Force airman. Okay. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. I just saw this glow <laughs> around him. I'm like, wow. And it wasn't yeah. necessarily the uniform, but it was the level of confidence that he had. I was like, okay. I've never seen that the yeah. right, the right way. That's the key because yes. we see it all around us, but yes. it's not 
Correct. Is if you have to do things in the nighttime in order to be proud of it, is that the right thing? So I'm seeing this and I'm like, oh, wow. And then another thing too, family members say, well, hey, do you want to go to college and everything? Don't get me wrong. I didn't have a problem with school. Just didn't like it. Okay? Yeah. Didn't like it. And so, but uh, it was introduced to the military. First thing came to my mind was which one is the hardest? Yeah. And at that time they said, well, the Air Force, you got to do a lot of thinking. I said, okay, I want that. Yeah, that's what it was. The challenge. Mm-hmm. That's it. Very cool. And what did your experience in the Air Force do for your own mindset? Oh, my goodness. Woo. First of all, <laughs> it gave me the opportunity to realize that there are more um, cities and people than individuals from the east side of Detroit. Yeah. Newsflash. Okay. <laughs> so uh, it gave me not just that opportunity, but it challenged me to widen my aperture to understand people and service Mm -hmm. right because it wasn't about me Seth it was Mm -hmm. about what can we do for something larger than Mm -hmm. ourselves and that means moving whatever uh cognitive biases right or judgmental things over to the side to get to this desired result so that means I may have to work with someone I've never seen before different races creeds cultures but we all are on a unified uh goal right in yeah. the middle. so that really helped me out yeah very eye-opening yes i'm sure yes i unfortunately had health issues that they would not take me in the military so i've never had that experience so i love talking to people who've had that experience yeah. and you can can help me understand because i i'm in such gratitude to all of you uh, yeah. but just that not having that experience i we can, can we find that anywhere in community? Absolutely. Absolutely. And and I'm so glad we're talking about this because it starts here. Yeah. It really starts here and starts with a will. If there's a will, there is a way. I know it sounds cliche-ish. However, being able and willing to get outside of your comfort zone and to listen to people. Mm -hmm. Because what happens is you will get a chance to experience life through them, just mm-hmm. by listening and then saying, hey, how can I help? How can I serve? That's mm-hmm. another thing. How can I serve? And what happens is that willingness will put you in a different situation, if not physically, mentally. So you don't even have to leave your zip code, right? But it's you're changing this will give you the experience of traveling around the world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Being open to the experience. That's it. Absolutely. Yeah. Because we are all in the same, we are, we're all, all in the same goals. It's, we're all in it. And you know what? I love that. We're all connected. Yeah. And sometimes when you say this to people, it sounds too astronomical to even grasp. <laughs> but it's so simple because my, let's say my uh, insecurities, if you will, mm-hmm. If I don't check that and understand it, I can project it mm-hmm. okay, to individuals mm-hmm. in the way that they perceive my projection, then they're going to send me back what I gave them. Yeah. So yeah. let me be honest with myself and say, Seth, and don't have a problem answering myself, just not out loud. <laughs> What's that? Hey, how do you feel right now? And why do you feel that way? And not just that, how do you want to feel? Yeah, because if you be honest with yourself and say, I want to feel this way and I'm willing to do the things that is going to take the feel this way, that means individuals that 
um, you come across that you don't quote unquote like, ask yourself, why don't you like them? Mm -hmm. Chances are they are exhibiting things that you embody mm -hmm. and you just don't like it. <laughs> very true. Very true. I right? love so that comment about thinking about where you are to yes. where you want to be. How do you get from where you are to where you want to be? Okay. Let's use this for example. Mm -hmm. If I did a 360 turn in my office right now, mm -hmm. it is a representation of the things that I allowed and the things that I agreed to. So I need to take personal, what? Accountability mm -hmm. and say, hey, I see something on the floor here. It should not be on the floor. Mm -hmm. I don't care how it got there. I don't want it there. <laughs> Something that small. So if you can identify that in order to manifest things, you have to realize what things are in reality. Mm -hmm. You see, right now, this is what's going on and I don't like it. Then you bring yourself back to this conversation. What am I willing to do to move it mm -hmm. or to obtain it? Mm -hmm. And that's where the shift happens. That's how that little piece of whatever it is gets off the floor because I decided to get it off the floor. Right. So yeah. how do uh, that whole accountability thing, I think yes. society is having an issue with that right now because we <laughs> see these younger generations coming up yeah. and us older people were like, where is the accountability? Mm -hmm. What, how can we help our listeners to identify where they can take accountability and where it's appropriate to say, this isn't me. You ready for this? Yeah. One word. Grace. It's all about grace. Not just one way, but starts with you. Forgive yourself for the things that you may have not done right, but then also realize you had to learn. As you learned, and individuals gave you grace, now this just might be the opportunity for you to give it. Exactly. And it's also emotional intelligence, right? And being able to know that. Mm -hmm. However, when we're talking about the, the youth, mm -hmm. there's nothing new under the sun. Mm -hmm. So our gen well, the, the, the generations before said we were crazy as Betsy Bugs. Right. <laughs> now look at us. Now we're saying this generation crazy as Betsy Bugs. When is somebody going to take a look at us and say, hey, okay? So if we understand that craziness is there, realize who it is that we are first and what are we able to do and contribute to the future. So it goes back to mm -hmm. having a servant mindset, noticing that my talent, skills, and abilities can help someone. Mm -hmm. I'm not here to demonize someone and say, well, this is what you should do. Maybe it's not for them to do it, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And so that's where it comes back to, and then that helps individuals with managing their expectations. Because if you don't know how to manage your expectations, you're going to become frustrated and thinking that things that you can influence, you also are supposed to control. Mm -hmm. That's the difference. You mm -hmm. cannot control anything outside of this. You can influence it, but you can't control it. And I believe a lot of individuals get caught up in the lack of understanding that they cannot control yeah. people. Yep. See? Yep. I, I see time and time again that people get frustrated because they 
they wish things would be different in other people. And they, and they think that they can control that other person. And it's, it's, we don't, if we were meant to be controlled, we would come with remotes, right? Come on. Exactly. (laughs) So it doesn't happen. I have this conversation with my kids all the time Mm -hmm. because they, they have expectations of other people. And, and I will say, I, even though I didn't come up military, I, I have high expectations for myself and my kids and and people around me. Mm -hmm. And I had to take some steps back and realize myself that I can't, I can't have that same expectation for others that I have for myself. I can expect myself to do things and sure. I can lead by example, that's but that's it. about all that I can do. That is it. And once you really understand that, you will feel like a weight of stress off of you. Mm-hmm. You know what? I'm not dealing with this craziness right now <laughs> because I don't have to. Yep. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't yep. have to. And it's Okay. It does release a lot of stress when you realize that. Yeah, because, and I know individuals that get so bogged down by other people's uh, issues or the choices that they made. Yeah. That they willfully made. So until you uh, take it to a strategic level, right? A mile high view, you ask yourself up in space, hey, how is this affecting me? Mm -hmm. Really? Mm -hmm. Really? Right. Because we see people that we know, love and trust going through things and we feel emotionally attached. Okay, but that's only one side of it. Now, let's balance it out. Let's be logical. All right. We still need that emotions because we care. But let's be logical. Hey, what is it that they're choosing to do with their money? Mm -hmm. That is affecting me or making me feel a way. Well, Mm -hmm. they're making that choice. Let me understand they're making that choice and it's okay. I can still love them from a distance and compartmentalize people. Yeah. Yeah. I think we struggle with that when people have different experiences or life choices than we we do. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's that expectation management. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, I love this. This is so good. Um, You focus a lot with people on setting goals. Yes. Why is it important to set goals? Oh my goodness. Because if not, you will be flip-flopping everywhere, <laughs> right? Saying the things that you want, mm-hmm. telling everybody on social media just to get that instant dopamine, mm-hmm. but not doing anything to get towards that desired goal. And then what happens? January 1st, 2024 come around and <laughs> you're still saying the same thing. Wait a minute. How about we have our goal to be smart? Yeah. Okay. And I'm yeah. sure you understand that, that acronym. Yeah. Of yep. Martin. I do. Yep. Right. But for our listeners, can you describe it a little bit? Absolutely. And I love it. So when you, when, when you do have a smart goal and the S stands for specific, is your goal specific, right? So that means ask yourself, what is it that I will do? Okay. And what was, what's the actions? And then the M is measurable. All right. So provide a way to evaluate. Meaning this, if a person says that they want to lose weight, uh, let's say 20 pounds in a year, how are you measuring that? Now, mm-hmm. now that's cool. Now, but the A is achievable. Mm-hmm. Can you lose 20 pounds without doing something drastically to your body in the next week? Probably not. Okay. So that's not what? Achievable and irrelevant, right? Makes sense with who you are, mm-hmm. right? Now, now, is it is it... Uh, uh, is it attached to your why? Is it attached to, you know, your family or your your whole molecular structure of what it is that make you you? And then time bound, 
right? State mm-hmm. when will you get it done? But again, it, it ties in with being specific, right? Yeah. Be specific about the time, the date, and, and the place that you want to be. So that helps you to visualize your goal. And I don't think people do that enough to right. even write it down and make it make sense. Yep. So when uh, these smart goals can be used in any aspect of life. Absolutely. When I taught nursing school, we taught our nursing students to, when they were working with their patients, to come up with goals for their patients on uh, help the patient to set those goals. Yes. So we're not setting the goals for the patients. We're setting the goals with the patients. Absolutely. But using that same kind of acronym, those same tools Mm -hmm. to help that patient come up with an achievable, realistic, timely goal that they can actually meet. Absolutely. Uh, So it's... can be attract used in any setting. That's yes. my, my key thing with that one. Yes, absolutely. And, yeah, when I was teaching it to my students, I would teach them using personal experiences. So Absolutely. that same example you gave about losing weight, when, what kind of time frame is it achievable? I think a lot of people set goals that aren't achievable. That's right. Right, because, because we're used to the instant gratification. Yeah, yep. We set these big lofty goals and we think that we're going to get them immediately. How do we switch our mindset to thinking about things rationally? (laughs) Hmm. You know, I believe that by giving individuals tools based Mm -hmm. off of who they are. So I am very uh, appreciative and blessed to be able to communicate to individuals at a common sense level. Mm Okay. With that being said, I ask specific questions. What is your pop? And okay, you may understand this. I call, let's say Pepsi pop. Some people yeah. call it soda, right? I say it's pop. If you call it soda, that's country to me, right? <laughs> Midwest, it, we call it pop too. It's good. Right? So, but here it is. What I do is I break that down it w- along with my book. I break it down. Pop stands for, in this example, your passion, opportunities, and purpose. Can you, do you understand what you're passionate about? Okay, write that down. Once you do that, are you willing and open to see different opportunities and take those opportunities, Mm -hmm. right? And then you will see your purpose. So in order to get to the purpose, you have to have a goal, Mm -hmm. right? That is at a degree attainable, but you have to work towards it, yeah. right? Is it something that you're willing to put sweat equity in? Yeah. See? So what's the value if you don't put that equity in? There you go. That's what I mean. And then it, not only is that, the, what's the value to your point, how long can you maintain that? Mm-hmm. Is that connected to your why, mm-hmm. right? Is this connected to your your generations after you and after you? So you have to be able to look at it and project by me making this decision today and working today. What is it going to do? How am I going to leave here empty? And that's one of the things I connect with individuals about. What is it? We always want to obtain things. But think about you have everything that you need to be successful. But what are you willing to look? Li- to let go to make someone else better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's quite a thought. What, what do people get, give you back as responses to that? What you just said? Like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> they really don't think about it like that. Yeah. But then, but then when they do, they think about their children, yeah. right? 
they think about not just their young children, they think about individuals that have prayed over them that's no longer here. Yeah. Right. They think about individuals that have worked and have uh, uh, put them in situations just so that they can be the best version of themselves. And they say, you know what? I owe myself, but I owe them. Mm-hmm. See, so it all depends on who I'm talking to and what it is that they truly want, because not everybody can see past themselves. And it's hard to see the big picture when you're still in a frame. Mm-hmm. So without me being a clinical mental health uh, mm-hmm. provider, there are some things that individuals may need that goes beyond my scope. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, military wise. Yes. Mental health. Yes. <laughs> you, may, you made me kind of think of that a little bit. Uh, are, do you see anybody coming out of military with problems seeing the big picture? Yes. After having been stuck there. Yes, yes, yes. All the time, unfortunately. And sometimes it's to their demise. However, um, I try to lean in as much as I can because I have a heart for the military and even veterans. Actually, in my local, uh, the local VFW here at uh, outside of Scott Air Force Base, I'm the commander there. And so there's things that I want to lean in, not just with the um uh, community involvement, mm-hmm. but the direct involvement when it comes down to the mindset. So mm-hmm. to answer your question, I do see that because individuals sometimes put so much of themselves mm-hmm. in a mission, right? Or mm-hmm. in a job that they lose themselves. Yeah. But however, the core of them is calling out. So then not only are they fighting a battle in maybe an, an undisclosed location, they're fighting a battle here. Mm-hmm. And then so when their uniform comes off, they feel lost. Yeah. They feel as though they don't have a mission anymore. Yeah. But then when I connect with them, I say, hey, your mission was already in you because you are a servant. You wanted to serve. So think about your talent, skills, and ability. You can continue to do that. Right. So when your uniform drops, that servitude doesn't have to stop. Right. Just different. That's it. Mm -hmm. Different different uniform. Mm -hmm. Was it difficult for you coming back to civilian life? Well, to a degree, because when I retired, it was right in the heat of COVID. Right. So it was very very, uh, isolated. And then it was around my 40th birthday. So I could not celebrate it. Right. (laughs) Uh, I could not celebrate my retirement. So, but a good thing is it had, it gave me an opportunity to quiet the noise. But sure. to answer your question is I would say since the first couple of years of me being in the military, I kept a civilian job, mm. right? Kept a civilian job, A, because I like nice things. And I realized that the military will only give you X amount of sure. money. So I kept a civilian job. So what that did was that gave me an opportunity to keep my uh, my 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 pulse connected to the community mm-hmm. and connecting with individuals that wasn't always in uniform. Mm-hmm. So every location that I was uh, stationed at stateside, mm-hmm. I always kept a civilian job and just to, you know, like I said, stay connected to mm-hmm. people, not saying people that's in the military aren't, but it's the mindset different. of, you know, a different communal, mm-hmm. you know, social group. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, does that help just keep you grounded a bit? Yes. Oh, my yeah. goodness. <laughs> because, because people get bogged down. Don't get me wrong. They have great careers. Yeah. But the, the thing is, is that I personally need the balance. Yeah. Right. 
I need the balance. And far too many times individuals get out of the military and they don't have anything left or or have anything waiting for them as far as uh, personal fulfillment. Yeah. How'd you get started on the speaker? Okay, so absolutely. So there was an opportunity for me to be promoted and I had to sit in front of a group of individuals, right? Like an interview process. And one of the individuals said, okay, well, tell us about yourself, Airman Miller. And I forgot my name. (laughs) Not forgot it, but I couldn't articulate it. Yeah. And I stumbled off of that. I stumbled. I said, oh, my goodness, never again. So I got connected with Toastmasters. Ah, right. Uh-huh. So I got connected with Toastmasters. And at first I was a, uh, uh, I just participated, just came and went, came and went, not all the time. Mm-hmm. But then I realized that not only did it help me to articulate myself a little better, but it gave me a different level of confidence mm-hmm. to be assured of the things that I said was on point to my audience. Mm-hmm. So then it gave me the uh, it gave me the uh, the zeal, if you will, mm-hmm. to connect to individuals that were lower ranking than me and to help individuals that were higher ranking to uh, from me yeah. to communicate different ways of leadership. Yes. And after doing that, well, actually before even retiring, I wrote my first book. In the military because I realized that it was so important that the uh, leadership, it goes both ways, even mm-hmm. being a great follower. Right. Mm-hmm. But in order for you to get anywhere around that, you have to hold yourself accountable mm-hmm. as far as who you are right now and where you want to go and realize that there are certain things you have to do. In order to be where you want to be. Mm-hmm. Right. So you translated all those thoughts that you had even as a young kid thinking yes. about your mindset yes. into what you do now. Correct. 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 And it's so strange, right? Mm-hmm. Because I remember at a young age realizing that certain social groups I did not fit, but I did not understand what uh being accepted meant mm-hmm. right and mm-hmm. so you know we would do things kids we see kids do it all the time i see my daughter she do the goofiest stuff because her <laughs> friends are doing the goofiest <laughs> stuff right so but at the core of me i'm like wait a minute this isn't for me yeah it's not for me but luckily keeping my mind open connecting with individuals and being okay in mixed uh company mm-hmm that I was still able to be myself. And so that helped me. And mm-hmm. then I made a, a decision that no matter what, I will help individuals that want that type of help because it's not easy to do. No, no. Mm-hmm. What about the individuals that say they want help and then they don't really? Oh, easy. So there's individuals out there that may understand what I'm about to say, right? Tithing. Right. Tithing mm-hmm. and offering. Mm-hmm. If you think about it, and the Bible says it's 10%, right? Some churches give me 10% of your money. Mm-hmm. What I do is I give individuals 10% of my time in 10 minute increments. Mm-hmm. What you do with that is up to you. So I don't take any emotional burden on <laughs> what it is that you say you want to do. 
versus what you're going to do, right? Why? Because that's none of my business. I don't that's care. True. I don't care. But, and I think that sometimes people get so connected. Well, you said you were going to do this and you didn't do it. Oh, why didn't you do it? Hey. Mm-hmm. hey, again, it goes back to influence mm-hmm. and control. Stop. <laughs> They're not ready. <laughs> and here's another thing too. Sometimes those individuals aren't your people. They're not your mission. Your message may be true, but it may not be able to come from you. You ever heard two different people say the same joke, but you laugh on one mm-hmm. and the other one you didn't. It's like, okay, it sounds corny. That's mm-hmm. all it is. Sometimes you're corny to people. Yes. Sometimes, sometimes they can't connect and it's all right, but yes. be, be able to remove your ego. Yeah, That's another thing. Removing your ego, not killing it, remove it realize that your ego is a part of you mm-hmm. right but it should not be in front of you right mm-hmm. right yeah uh you get what i mean i do yeah. i am at a loss for words because that was good <laughs> <laughs> um how do you how do you keep your mind in the right place when you're working with people who do want want the help who don't want the help who just it's so much work to help that person. How do you keep your mind in the right place? Absolutely. So before I go into any situation, I realize that I'm not the most important person mm-hmm. in the room. That's number one. Mm-hmm. And number two, I work, uh, I utilize this acronym that's also in the book that is WAIT. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that stands for why am I talking? Mm-hmm. Truly. Because mm-hmm. sometimes all you have to do is just shut up. Right. People mm-hmm. will let you know what they want. You see, just listen. Right. Just listen that. to them. Because, and then not just that, if you are telling them everything that they need to do, you're feeling as though they should not do anything else outside of what you told them. No, there sometimes people just want to vent. Yes. Right. Sometimes yes. people just want someone to agree with their level of delusion. It's okay. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. keep doing that. If it works for you, if you're happy, that's all that matters, right? But now, if you truly want my help, I would know it because you and I both know what help looks like. When people truly want it, it's a different cry out. It's a different cry for help versus attention. It's a different cry for help when it comes to, it's either help or um, acceptance. It's different. Mm-hmm. So I just listen. It's amazing what you can hear when you listen. When I'm uh, so 24 years in, working in healthcare, I work as a nurse practitioner now. I've, I, there's a lot of listening involved in that, believe it or not. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Some people think you go to see your practitioner and there's not a whole lot of listening, but there is a lot of listening. And I listen to people's body language, to their yeah. nonverbals, to everything that they're saying. And, and I like to let my patients speak because they're often answering the questions before I even need to ask them. There you go. And then I can ask little details to clarify things. That's it. And, but sometimes just having that ability to be heard is mm-hmm. very therapeutic for people. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Because on the other side of it, they know the answer. Mm-hmm. They just need someone to listen to them, talk their way to the answer. Mm-hmm. it's all right. Sometimes we're just a, a, a nightlight for people. 
Mm-hmm. Right? Which is a nightlight. You don't have to get all your tools together. I'm going to fix this and fix this. No, sometimes you just shine a little light. See, there it is. It's right there, over there on the side. It's your, and look, it's yours. Mm-hmm. You had this the whole time. Did you check your pockets? Did you really check them? Because you had all the tools to fix your issue. I'll just, I just see it bulging right there. Just pat it right quick. <laughs> Do you always have this much energy? Always, because I love it. It's passion. See, mm-hmm. it's passion. Mm-hmm. This is the opportunity. And the purpose is someone may be able to hear this or just us having this conversation. It may switch something within your next conversation with someone that may ignite something else. Mm-hmm. You see, that's how it works. Equal and uh, equal motion for what just happened, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very good. Very good. Um, do you have a couple things, like one to two things you would say for people right now, what they can do to work their way toward those smart goals, toward thinking about their passion? What can they do right now? Absolutely. First thing is get out of your own way, ladies mm-hmm. and gentlemen. Get out of your own way. Right. Stop pointing the fingers at people. Say that's the reason why you're not where you think you want to be. No, you're stinking thinking is. All right. And there's something else that um, I've talked to people about. And by putting it in this perspective, blame. Right. Blame. Because looking at me ain't easy. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Look in the mirror. You see that? See? See, you see that hanging booger? That's your booger. But you think that it's somebody else's uh, responsibility to tell you that it's there. So that's the first thing. Second yeah. thing is, second thing is, you are enough. Yeah. You are enough. Like I said earlier, majority of individuals just don't understand that they have it all. Mm-hmm. The same thing that is, that which is inside of me is inside of you. See, there's no difference. There's just, hey, I'm just using it differently, right? That's it. So you're already enough. And so many times individuals look for their validation in other places. And then those other places may actually see that light within you. But because of their own issues, Mm -hmm. they can't reflect it. So you can see it. But you have to already know it's there. So A, get out of your own way. And B, Understand you are enough. Mm-hmm. Because you have to love yourself first. You have to realize that you are enough before you can expect anyone else to love, trust, whatever. For you. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Because the thing is, is it starts with you first, mm-hmm. right? It starts with you first. If you have to force someone to treat you a certain way, love you or whatever. You know, Eddie Murphy once said, love is like a fart. <laughs> If you have to force it, it's probably, you see what I'm saying? It's probably something else. <laughs> so think about it. Life is, is not supposed to be forced. And so, but we you have to be able to realize that not every door is meant for you to walk through. Yeah. See? But that's that's an ego thing. Work with your ego, right? Don't yeah. just say, I need to be here. Boo, boo, boo. Really? Do you really? Because if you have to work this hard to get on the other side of that room, do you think the things that's on the other side of the room even want you there? Mm-hmm. And do you even think you want all of that all the time? Right? Mm-hmm. So if we quiet the noise and realize, hey, it's okay. And I have everything in, instead of me trying to get at this table, 
How about I build my own? Mm-hmm. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or connect with individuals that are like-minded, indiv- you know, people. Let me vibe with my tribe. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of thinking about things as being a different kind of hard. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because there are things that will be hard that are worth it. Mm-hmm. And there are things that are going to be hard that are not worth it. That's right. That's right. How do That's... we identify the difference? But listening. Mm-hmm. Right. But now this is internal listening. There are so many times, and I'm sure you know this. You know, you ever been in a situation where someone asks you to do something, asks if you can do something. First thing comes to mind, I don't really want to do it, but okay, let me go and do it. Mm-hmm. Something goes wrong. Okay. And then you say to yourself, something told me I shouldn't have did this. <laughs> told you that. You told yourself yeah, that. You yeah. just didn't listen to yourself. Silly. See? So if you listen to yourself more often, the best version of you know where you need to be. Right? But again, we got that pride and ego in front of us. We don't want people to think we're not a team player. We don't want people to think we don't want... Do you know there's nothing you can do to change what people think? You can't. Newsflash. But if you think about yourself first, and it's not egotistical, it's you being able to be the best version of yourself. Yeah. Say and understanding that no is a complete sentence. Right? That's a tough one for people to gather. <laughs> oh my God, I know it is. I know. Yeah. It's it's hard for me to say no, but then I have to realize it. And it all depends on who I'm talking to because they may be able to understand why I'm saying no. And yeah. I'll give this as an example. I can't do that either A, I'm not the best at it, or B, I don't really enjoy doing that. So my the outcome may be subpar and I appreciate you more, mm-hmm. right? Then they give you something that I don't really want to do. Now I'm going to throw it back to you. Do you really want that or you just want the image of me being there? Yeah. Letting you know, or I'm only doing this because I like you, not because I want to do it. See, you see, so it's having those transparent conversations. If you want to go deeper into the no. Yeah. Yeah. That is so huge for people though. It's that that ability to say no and not feel so much guilt. I, um, I, I'm a spiritual person, but not super, not super religious, but I I, I grew up Lutheran, not Catholic. We always called it Catholic light. I always thought I would would have made a really good Catholic because I have a lot of guilt and I have a lot of really hard time saying no to people. But once I, and this has been a process, but it's just been truly in the last year and I'm mid forties now, but truly my last year of being able to say no and not feel that humongous guilt inside of me. That's right. Where I realized that, no, I can't be everything to everyone. And when I I try to, I spread myself too thin. Yes. And finally saying no, it's like, I can breathe. Yes. I'm I have this, you. I have this day where I'm not doing everything for everybody and I can breathe. Absolutely. Here, case in point, and this is for your listeners as well, but I'm going to use you. Mm-hmm. If you're driving, while you're driving your car, when do you decide to put gas in the tank? <laughs> when the light comes on. <laughs> See, now let's use this as an example. Okay. What if you knew when your light was coming on inside of your body, when you need to stop giving? Mm-hmm. See, think about it, right? When you know you need to fill up your own tank Mm -hmm. and it takes that 
you need to know that the rest of your tank, if you will, are for individuals that need you mm-hmm. or you yourself, right? Or something else in reserve. Not everybody can get the best version of yourself and not everyone can take that or, or should have access to you all the time. When will you say no? And that's another thing. People don't understand their their uh, their boundaries. So if you don't boundaries, what are those? You know what you see. <laughs> if you don't understand and respect mm-hmm. your boundaries, how do you expect somebody to respect yours? They, mm-hmm. you see. And I, look, my grandmother always said, look, common sense is like a flower that does not grow in everyone's backyard, okay? <laughs> but in reality, if yeah. you cannot respect your own boundaries, you cannot be upset yeah. at someone else because they don't. You are essentially giving them the green light, hey, come use me whenever. Yeah. And after they use you, then you complain to somebody else. I can't believe it. I didn't. Really? Yes, you can. Mm-hmm. And you know you didn't want to do it. <laughs> you know you didn't want to do it. But because of that guilt, yep. right? Because of the sorrowness or being feeling sorry for other people, yeah. we put ourselves in compromising emotionally positions that is not for us. And don't get me wrong, I'm not a religious individual, but I do realize this and, and I do ascribe to this. Feeling guilty is not of God. Mm-hmm. So, because you cannot do something, that is okay, right? But if you're putting yourself in a situation where you're supposed to produce something that you don't have, now that's mismanagement of your emotional bandwidth. If you are, if you have 24 hours in a day and you have just enough time to center yourself and you give that away, that means you don't have, you're not a good steward of your energy see so if you was a better steward you know when to say no nah, sorry sister mm-hmm. other husband mm-hmm. friend kids i ain't got it now now this is me i have conversations like this i don't have it right my emotional bandwidth i'm low now if you keep pushing me you might get something else that you don't want <laughs> i'm asking you let me be yeah right i'm talking to you when my light is on Okay, my light is coming on now. If I go when that light starts, yeah, it's a problem. <laughs> you know what I mean? I wish I had a light. I think I might need to get one of those. <laughs> but you, you, seriously, because think yep. about it. And this is a real quick example. I remember talking to a friend one day, and their smoke alarm was mm-hmm. going off in the background, and we're talking. I'm saying, "Hey, do you hear that?" <laughs> I said, "What?" I said, "The beat." And she, and she said, "Oh yeah." You know what? It's been going on for so long, I don't even hear it anymore. Think about it. We have internal beeps that we are numb to. Yep. And then we don't understand. We shut them off. Listen, if this smoke alarm is here to save your life. (laughs) And you're not paying attention. That's the problem. Right. So the smoke alarm, if it had a voice, say, hey, silly, I'm low right now. I need you to do something in order so in order for me to save your life from either fire or carbon monoxide. Yeah. Okay. okay. So it will behoove you pay to attention. Get me, pay attention and give me a new battery. <laughs> now, you have different things going on inside of you that you may be ignoring to satisfy someone else. 
Because you don't want to feel guilty. Oh, everybody, let's say, oh, oh. But then what mm-hmm. happens is now you are depleted. Yeah. And when it comes down to an emergency, you don't have nothing it. left. You're running on fumes. There's nothing. See? Mm. <laughs> and you know what the other thing is? <clears throat> Being nice, don't refuel your tank. Nope. Hmm? Being a a, a a servant leader does not refuel the tank because the thing is you need energy to do great things, but then you also need an exchange. And part of that exchange is you giving yourself the right nutrients, if you will, to even continue to do certain things. Part of those nutrients is being able to say no to certain things and certain people. Yep. There you go. Yeah. Oh, that's a skill. Oh, that's a skill. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What are you working on these days? What kind of projects are you doing? Oh, my goodness. So, boy. So, today is the 6th of February. Tomorrow, I will be speaking at an all-women's uh, veterans uh, luncheon just to communicate with them about not just the Black History Month, but mm-hmm. what the their current thought process is. And how they can move forward. Because so many times individuals are hung up on, well, the past was this. No, the past is an opportunity for you to learn. But what are you going to do today by utilizing the past? So that's that. Um, I have a podcast. I have two. One is called The Lion's Den with Seth, where it's me and my other uh, counterpart, my co-host. We talk about all things leadership, growth, and development from the household to the community. And then on other days, I have a podcast. On Saturdays, I have a podcast called healed with Seth. That's when me and individuals communicate, or even myself is a monologue Mm -hmm. about traumatic situations, Mm -hmm. how your brain process it, and then how do you go through the traumatic situation to a triumph Mm -hmm. result, okay? And then I also have a Patreon that's aligned with that, where I give exclusive training and exclusive interviews. So that's patreon.com forward slash healed. And people can see that and then they can support the, uh, the channel and the efforts. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Yeah. Great stuff you're doing. <laughs> Thank you. you. You truly are giving back to the community. Yes. That, that, uh, that servant part is always in you. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it's always in all of us. But again, it goes back to those two things. Get out, get out of your own way. Right. And realize that you're enough. Mm-hmm. Right. And once you, once I've done that, it's like my eyes were open again, mm-hmm. right? And different. And then so I realized that the people are the most important thing. And I'm just still serving. I'm giving that to which I have, right? Mm-hmm. That's all. Great job. Great job. Um, so you got the the website on there. Um, Any place else that people can find you if they want to learn more? So, yes, they can go to SethTheSpeaker.com, all right? And they can connect to me. There, that's where you will see the book, The Black Collar mm-hmm. Mindset, The Art of Strategic Thinking. Oh, and another thing I'm working on too, mm-hmm. volume two of that book is The Black Collar Mindset Checkmate. So it's going to be lessons learned because when I wrote this book, it was pre-COVID and before I retired from the military. Oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. And I start working with uh, the municipalities here. I was a um, mm-hmm. HR director for some time uh, for mm-hmm. a city. And so just talking about that, and goal setting goals, yeah. but realistic, right? Even yep. when those goals 
don't happen the way you want. And yeah. even when I talked about the pop, P-O-P, yeah. what happens when it's O-P-P? Uh-oh. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? See, what if you get the opportunity first, not other people's property. Yeah. Opportunities first, but then you don't realize, wait a minute, I'm really passionate about this. Mm-hmm. And not being a job snob or turning your nose up to different opportunities that you don't yeah. think were in line with your definiteness of purpose. And it was. Because you may find that something that you did not expect. There you go. Truly calls to you. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love it. I will add all of that into the show notes so people can find you easily. Um, Thank you so much, Seth, for being here today. Oh, no problem. Thank you for the opportunity. Yeah. Have a great rest of your day. You too. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Brain Wellness, the podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, I encourage you to subscribe, like, and share this with others to help me continue on with my mission to help people live healthier, happier lives. Go to www.brainwellnesssolutions.com to see what I'm up to and get links to all the social medias there. See you next time.